Welcome to Nurse Narrative, the Auburn University School of Nursing podcast, where we invite you to join our story. On today's episode, Megan and I talk with Anderson Lopez, a 2020 Auburn University School of Nursing graduate. Anderson, originally from Weiwei, Tenango, Guatemala, moved to the United States when he was four and eventually moved to Auburn, Alabama. Anderson has a passion for cardiopulmonary nursing and helping to provide holistic care for patients from all backgrounds. Let's go now to our conversation with Anderson. Thank you for joining us today, and thank you, Anderson. So happy to have you back at the School of Nursing and on the Nurse Narrative Podcast. Thank you all for having me. It's exciting to be back in Auburn. Uh, thank you all for letting me see the football game Saturday. It's a good time. <laughs> well, you know, fo- football's a little, just a little part of the Auburn culture. Just oh, a yeah, little part. So it's always, always nice to have you guys back. Um, nice to have the f- memories rush back from nursing school, yeah. being into the building and everything. But the students look happy, so that's awesome. Um, I think we're talking about nursing, my yeah, nursing story just talking today. about that. Just happy to have you back. Um, talk about some of the things you, you've experienced as a new nursing grad, because you graduated summer 2020. Correct? Yes, August of 2020 is when I graduated from Auburn Nursing School. I definitely did not expect to... I didn't expect nursing to be the way that it has been um, this past year, I think. I've, from a young age, I've always felt... Uh, I've somewhat been a nurse, you know, I've had to translate for a lot of um, family members, family friends, things like that, in hospital settings and doctors, clinics, stuff like that. So it's always a little bit of a calling for me to help people, and um, it wasn't really solidified till this year, till actually being in the hospital, though. You know, I, went, I got through all of nursing school, still doubting whether or not nursing was going to be what was for me, um, but... The experiences of this past year have made um, me love this career. I genuinely love uh, what I do, and I think that I have had a great foundation from Auburn University School of Nursing to be able to provide the care that I've provided because I currently work on the cardiopulmonary critical care unit. Mm. Um, What a time to be in cardiopulmonary. Yes, it is. I was, I wasn't even very interested in cardiac going into this job position. I was mainly interested in pediatrics, um, but if there was a unit I wanted to work on, it was a unit that was very critical, critically ill patients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I toured, um, or I shadowed at multiple units. Ended up falling in love with uh, CPCC, which is that uh, cardiopulmonary unit, and um, they do ECMO. And so even though we are a cardiac unit, we, a cardiopulmonary unit, we take care of COVID patients that are on their last resort for another shot at life, basically. Gotcha. Um, So it's not that we're a COVID unit, but we take care of COVID patients that are extremely, extremely, extremely sick. But um, coming in as a new grad was, I can't even fathom how people how my my how the people I graduated with did it because I was freaked out my first day on the job I remember getting a patient that had you know two JP drains two chest tubes had an impella 50 they had they were on the ventilator they had a swan and I still remember it clear as day you know everything that I saw and I was like I'm not ready for this this is yeah. not you know, I was taught the safety stuff in nursing school, and I get all that, but 
this is a lot to be thrown into and to top it off you know you have a pandemic going on and now you have um that to worry about too was a lot uh but looking back at the progress i've made within the last 11 months i mean i've come a long 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 way from that mm-hmm. you know gotcha. mm-hmm. earlier in the conversation you mentioned <laughs> that you kind of had a um You've known for a while that you've kind of been a nurse and that you kind of translated for family members and friends. Tell us a little bit about that, about your, your nursing background or your nursing origin story, if you will. I have, I've always enjoyed being able to speak for people that can't, mm-hmm. you know, and in a lot of ways, whether we're talking about language or not, I've been able to do that for my patients that are trach invented or that... Um, you know, have neurological issues or conditions that don't allow them to uh, fully be able to express themselves. So as a nurse, I've always been advocating, whether it was for my family members or friends, or if it was for my patients, I was the one um, that was there for them and could tell the doctors, hey, this is what they want, this is what they need, this is what they're worried about. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the end of the day, I think what was the most rewarding thing about that was being able to provide certainty where there is uncertainty because Mm. that's what ends up causing stress for all of my patients all of my family members all of my friends that have ever been in a medical situation is they're uncertain they don't know what the outcome is going to be they don't know uh, whether it will be good or bad or if there's anything even to worry about so uh, being able to be the voice and the eyes and the ears for for these people has been absolutely rewarding and I think uh, that's only been solidified in the last year. Mm. I like that providing certainty where there is uncertainty. Mm-hmm. That's really it really kind of gets to the crux of what a lot of our patients need, especially right mm-hmm. now with, mm-hmm. with what we're seeing going on in the, the general world mm-hmm. of uh, of healthcare. You've described a bit about your current, uh, the current area of nursing practice and, and mm-hmm. how you got there. But what's been the most unexpected aspect of your young nursing career so far? I think just the most unexpected thing was how independent and how uh, competent I've, the confidence that I've gotten in my nursing skills. I de- definitely did not expect to be this confident 11 months out of the job, but you're forced to. You know, every single decision that me and my um, friends that I graduated with, um, we've all talked about how stressful it has been to make these small decisions that could shape the course of a patient's um, life in the hospital or life in general, you know. And so from the beginning, it was if I make the slightest mistake in this medication titration or if I'm not doing something right, that patient could suffer that patient's family could suffer, my coworkers could suffer. It's just such an interconnected, you know, uh, so many discipline kind of thing that um, it surprised me that I was able to catch on so quickly. But at the same time, I think it's also been surprising just how many disciplines it takes to care for one individual patient. Mm-hmm. You know, we yes. we definitely discussed that in nursing school and everything, and. Um, I expected there to be multiple disciplines taking care of a patient, but at any given point in my patient's room sometimes, I could have about 10 different people in there just to walk a patient. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have uh, your physical therapist, your occupational therapist, respiratory therapist, myself, an ECMO specialist. These are all people, and then you have a family member probably in the room as well. It takes a village really to get these patients from point A to point yeah. B. Yeah. 
And, you know, I keep hearing you say it, it, it just, it was surprising to you how challenging all these things are and, you know, seeing that first patient come in with all the lines and, you know, to a degree, some of that is, is going to be true regardless of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But y'all certainly have been experiencing nursing as new graduates in a different environment than the rest of us did when we were new nurses. Um, go ahead. Do you want to say something? I was just going to say, yeah. that did remind me of how one of my first few memories I have is because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, as a new grad in the past, uh, you had your preceptor or whoever was teaching you right beside you in a patient's room every time that you were about to go in there and do something. I think what this pandemic has done to a lot of new grads is force independence and mm-hmm. competence because a lot of the times with low PPE or things like that, you're not going to be able to have two people in a room for convenience. You're mm-hmm. going to want to do it out of obligation. And so the person that needs the most experience is going to be the um, nursing student or the, the new hire or anything like that. And so mm-hmm. um, there were a lot of times in my 10-week orientation uh, post-graduation for my new job where I was alone in a COVID patient's room mm-hmm. with all of these medical devices and especially ECMO or CRT for dialysis because, I mean, I have patients that are on that as well. Um, air is such a big deal. You know, you right. can't have air enter these patients' uh, vasculatory systems at all. And so um, being a new grad in there, you're worried if even the smallest 10cc syringe mm-hmm. could cause damage to that circuit or to that patient mm-hmm. or anything. And so there's a lot of stress overlying you and everything that you're doing. It's a new virus. You're not really sure right. how, especially when I first started, we weren't, we were still wondering where or right. how it was going to behave. And so... Um, you have all these questions yourself that people who would normally be able to answer it in the past, like doctors or more experienced nurses, that you have that nobody can seem to answer. And then you have family yeah. members on the phone or on FaceTime on the little tablets asking you questions, and you're just sitting there. And it's so great to know disease processes and have an outcome and looks and everything. But with COVID, it's been so different. I can't look at them and within a strong nursing opinion and say, hey, like, don't lose hope. There's a chance that they can make it out Mm -hmm. of here. That doesn't exist anymore with this virus. And so a lot of the times you're just having to be that place of comfort for the family Mm -hmm. members, but um, do it in a way that's very cautious. Yeah. It sounds like from an interdisciplinary perspective, it almost even the playing field in a way. I mean, do you feel like you were brought into the fold, so to speak, a little bit quicker like that respect was there because it had to be or oh 100 percent, and that's a great thing that I'd never even considered is that I think that's what made uh nurses such a strong in particular such a strong part of the team was that people were finally looking at us like okay well y'all are the ones that have the most like um first-hand experience with this because y'all are there all the time what are y'all seeing? Yeah. You know, how are these patients behaving? Yeah. So you're the one basically providing that um, live uh, evidence-based practice for these uh, new <laughs> policies and, mm-hmm. and ways that they're going to um, design uh, how we're going to take care of these patients in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad you bring that up because that's one of the things we teach students all the time is about, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the impact of the nurse at the bedside on evidence-based practice, mm-hmm. best care, all of those things. So absolutely, y'all are the ones 
I say y'all, I'm a nurse, but obviously I'm in education, so I'm saying y'all to give respect to those of you who are truly in the trenches at the bedside. Um, you know, y'all are y'all are right there all the time, and so you do, you know, you know you're seeing things that others are not. Um, There's a lot of things that um, I've seen that I never thought I would see, and yeah. um, it's, it's really sad. Yeah. Uh, I think this pandemic is uh, wearing everyone thin. <laughs> Um, I think in the last 11 months that I've been a nurse, put at least you know 40 human beings into a body bag. Yeah. As sad as that is, you know, and I've watched these families um, grieve at the bedside mm-hmm. or from far away. Yeah, you know, depending on the patient's spot in their course, they're they're either convalesced or they're still on precautions, um, and so I've seen it both ways and it's absolutely heart-wrenching when Mm -hmm. that patient passes um by themselves with nobody there you are that person that was there for them in their last moments and um you learn to cope with those situations in healthy ways and have a good support system really yeah but you know what the patients that have made it have made it all worthwhile absolutely every single um Seeing them walk again, seeing them talk again, seeing them be with their family members again has been absolutely phenomenal. So this begs an important question to me. One of the things that you said at the very beginning of this interview, and this was a question we wanted to ask you about how COVID has changed your outlook on the field of nursing, Mm -hmm. but when we started this interview, you said the last 11 months have absolutely convinced me this is what I want to do. I love it. I love being a nurse. Mm -hmm. And... Anderson, I don't know if I would be saying that if I was a new grad right now. I mean, I I hope that I would be, and I'm so thankful you are. But can you just speak to that a little bit? I mean, because yeah. what you're describing is impossibly hard. And, I, you know, our the faculty talk about you all all the time, our graduates who've graduated, you know, just before the pandemic, in the middle of the pandemic, since it's been going on. And we just, we think about you all all the time and what you're facing and what you're challenged with. And we're so proud of you, but also so, um, you know, we worry about you like like you're our kiddos because you have been for two years. And so I'm so glad to hear you say that more than ever, you know, this is what you want to do. But at the same time, you're acknowledging how hard this is and wearing and exhausting. So can you just kind of speak to that paradox a little bit of how... It's both at the same time. I think for the people I graduated with or any other nursing school that sent out grads in my particular mid-pandemic start is that we were never we never saw a pre-pandemic nursing yeah, hospital outside of clinical clinicals, and so we were thrown in, and they said this is what nursing is like. You either like it or you don't, and a lot of it comes down to what choices you're going to make, uh, mm-hmm. how well you um, are comfortable in your own shoes, because a lot of it boils down to, am I going to try and make the most difference that I can today? Yeah. Because if I can, then it doesn't matter what a horrible thing you saw that day. Mm-hmm. You've made a difference to someone or to something and, and in some way. And so um, I don't know a pre-pandemic hospital so I can't say that it was a lot better back then I'm sure it was but I don't have that luxury so I Mm -hmm. just have to work with what I got and that means helping people Mm -hmm. that need it most now yeah Mm -hmm. I like that you know 
and you're right, you all really don't have that pre-pandemic um, it, it experience. If there was one thing or one message that you could give to really just the population in general about what's going on from a nursing standpoint, what would that be? Regret, I think, is what a lot of people, uh, the general public, need to hear is going on, is that you can have your belief systems outside of you know, a hospital setting or a medical setting or whatever, and that's completely fine. Um, but this isn't some conspiracy theory. We're not, me and my coworkers aren't up there, you know, trying to go and advocate for somebody's belief systems. All we're doing is helping people who need the help at that particular moment. And a lot of those people express regret of not having done things a way that they think would have changed the outcome. You know, family members and patients themselves. A lot of these people, a lot of the general public, don't have the luxury of research abilities that you know Auburn gave me and my um, um, the people I graduated with. But you know, and a lot of the general public just doesn't have access to good research uh, education. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, in high school, I mean, even in my first two years at Auburn. My research was very minimal. So unless you have a, a degree or you have a specialization where research has been pounded into your head, you're going to get your information from sources that are going to be biased. And so at the end of the day, I mean, the information is all out there. Um, there are ways to get accurate, scientific, factual information. And if you're able to do that or if you aren't, seek help. Know, to find somebody to do that with because these people all express regret about not maybe having masked enough, maybe having washed their hands enough, or in particular right now the conversation being vaccinations. Mm-hmm. And um, it's sad. You know, I've had um, multiple pregnant patients as well on ECMO that have had to have had um, emergency C-sections. And once, and once again, a frame of reference for our listeners, mm-hmm. um, my critical care background was in the coronary care unit, and mm-hmm. I worked there for uh, right around two years, and I never took care of a pregnant patient. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you've seen that in your 11 months just kind of speaks to what we're exactly. seeing. Exactly. Uh, that's the thing about this pandemic for all these uh, new nurses and even experienced nurses is, you are no longer a renal nurse. You're no longer a pulmonary nurse. You're no longer a cardiac nurse. You are a whatever gets thrown at you nurse, you know? So you're, you're a nurse. nurse. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what nursing boils down to. Um, and so even in those situations, you know, mothers have passed away and family members, children, everything have all said, well, you know, we wish we could have done things differently. So the message to the general public would just be educate yourself you know, as much as you can. I'm not going to sit here and advocate for one way or another uh, for you to believe things, but I just think make your own decision as long as it's an educated one. Yeah. I like that. Make your own decision as long as it's an educated one. Well, uh, to wrap things up, what you've seen a lot in your 11 months. Um, what would be one piece of advice for our current nursing students who are preparing to enter the, enter the field in which you now work? I got lucky. I graduated with, you know, 100 people and about 50 of them moving with me. So I've had an amazing support system throughout this entire thing. 
you know, my coworkers and I, or even friends that I graduated with, stay in contact. We all try and do things that relieve stress um, in ways that are healthy, in ways that are fun, and in ways that you can actually unwind or completely um, rant about the things that you've seen that day, you know, or things like that. So just having a good support system and healthy coping mechanisms is probably the best advice I could give new grads that are going to um, go into a job in a pandemic setting. Awesome. Awesome. So, Anderson, I had you as a student. Uh, great to have you back. What are, where are we going to see Anderson Lopez in five, ten years? Uh, I don't know yet. You know, I I am definitely staying at the bedside for a little longer. Um, I've fallen in love with ECMO. Tell us a little bit more about ECMO. What does that mean? So it's extracorporeal membrane oxygenation. And so we are either the lungs or the lungs and heart for a lot of our patients. I have had patients that have, you know, 24 French cannulas, 30 French cannulas, very large hose coming out of their jugulars mm-hmm. or their femoral arteries and they are all going through a circuit that is oxygenating their blood for them, mm-hmm. that um, is cooling or heating their body temperature to whatever we want it or need it to be. And these patients, you know, you go in and you do your nursing assessment as a new grad, and you're like, I'm not seeing any chest movement. I'm not seeing any breathing. Mm-hmm. And you're like a bit freaked out, and you go and you talk to your preceptor, and they're like, this patient's on ECMO. They don't have to, they have, do not have to use their lungs at all and are still alive, they're still talking, they're still walking. That's amazing, Mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of the times these patients that have to end up on ECMO um, were going to die. It was a for fact thing, they were going to die had they not been put on ECMO, and then you get a second chance with this um, scientific, you know, breakthrough and such. And so uh, it's definitely pushed my critical thinking, like as far as I can... Um, see right now it's pushed all of my coworkers critical thinking and it's really made me fall in love with nursing as well just because I feel like I'm um, using my mind as much as anybody else is mm-hmm. on that floor mm-hmm. you know and so um, I think I want to pr- either go back to school for perfusion okay to maybe uh, run bypass machines in the OR or uh, maybe go back to school for Education, not sure yet. Um, hopefully, in the near future, maybe be a clinical coordinator for Auburn. You okay. never know. But um, uh, it'll definitely still be in nursing. That's, That's awesome. a yeah. for sure thing. Well, I think Megan and I are a little biased. That's what we want you to do. <laughs> but we I know. wasn't going to say it, Chris, <laughs> but since you did, yeah. But we know whatever whatever you do, we know you're going to excel. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. It was my foundation in Auburn. Well, we we are so proud of you, and we're rooting for you, Anderson, and for your coworkers and your other uh, fellow cohort of students who graduated. And we just thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for your service to the community. just thank you. I, you know, I don't know what else to say beyond that. So we appreciate all that y'all are doing, and uh, we think about you all the time, every day. So thank y'all. Y'all are the ones educating us and getting us to where we need to be. So, 
Well, Anderson, thank you for being with us today, and thank you to our, our listeners. And remember, take good care.